Hi friends, jumping on before the start of the episode to ask for your help. Since I started this podcast four years ago, I have been dreaming of a place for us to gather, a place where we can practice some of the things that are shared here on the podcast, a place where you and I can meet gaze to gaze, heart to heart, and a place where we can share our experiences of enriching our lives through the wisdom of the body and expanding our pleasure through the wonder of the senses. I would love to hear your voice and your vision in writing this next chapter of Come to Your Senses. Go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey to contribute your ideas, give your feedback on which topics you burn with the most passion to hear about, and let's create a beautiful sanctuary together. Schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey. I will see you there. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. This week, we have a recast. I have been slow living from my sickbed this week, and so as to not exhaust myself or regale you with my cough, I am sharing a episode of Your, a very popular episode on the art of self-romance. This is one of my favorite episodes that I've ever created. So please enjoy, and we will see you with a freshie next week. Hello, and welcome to the Come to Your Senses podcast. I'm your host, embodiment-based coach, Mary Lofgren. Here, we explore how to live bravely and beautifully through a lifestyle of embodiment. You'll hear gems to empower you around mindset, mindfulness, somatic psychology, and neuroscience, as well as beauty, food, style, and the art of slow living to meet your soul through the senses. I am so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Hello, everyone. Greetings from my huskiest voice, and welcome back to the podcast. In honor of this week, which happens to be Valentine's week, this cold really could not have come at a better time for the purpose of recording. And today, in honor of Valentine's, whatever your relationship to Valentine's Day is, love it or hate it, what I want to share with you today are some of my personal heroes when it comes to the practice of self-romance. Romance, as defined by the dictionary, is a feeling of excitement and mystery associated with love. For me, romance is a way that I practice self-love in the way that my body desires it. So there's a lot of ways to practice self-love. All of them are awesome. For me, sensual living and giving myself the gift of romance in my day-to-day is very unique to the little girl in me who felt deprived of things like charm and beauty and pleasure and irreverence as a child. And so romance, self-romance is one of the ways that I heighten my resting state of self-love and pleasure 
And this happens to be the third chapter in a special series all about reimagining your relationship to pleasure. So if you enjoy what you hear here today, take a peek back at the last two episodes called Pleasure Reimagined and the Art of Radiance. And before we dive in, I want to share with you that one of the things you'll hear about today is the romance of beauty. Beauty is one of the fastest ways that I personally enter a state of self-love and connect with the sacred. In every spiritual tradition, beauty is seen as an access point to the divine. And the kind of beauty that just drives me bananas is the kind of beauty where someone's soul is being expressed through their style. And the Embodied Intelligence Coaching Program, which is my signature coaching experience, I will be closing the doors to that on March 3rd, in addition to the $1,000 off savings that is currently happening right now. I am tossing into your lap a heart-shaped box where inside is a bonus beauty discovery session. And this is where you and I will have a private Zoom session all about your beauty. And we will talk about beauty in your home, beauty in your personal style. There are preparatory assignments for this session. And in Embodied Intelligence, we actually spend an entire month on beauty, pleasure, and sensual living. And so in addition, we will have an extra 30 minutes reserved for you to receive a reflection of your own beauty and receive a customized plan for bringing more soulful and meaningful beauty into your life, your home, your style, and your everyday. So if this sounds like a juicy dripping peach, which I know it does to me, head over to schoolofsensualliving.com slash coaching. If you apply and schedule your session, your intro session this week, you will be the lucky recipient of this bonus in addition to the already fabulous experience of Embodied Intelligence. So as I mentioned at the start of this episode, romance is defined as that feeling of excitement and mystery associated with love. And some of you might be listening to this and thinking, oh, I have so much to do already. I do not have time to go out and buy myself flowers and chocolate, how frivolous and how insignificant. And... That voice is well rehearsed because I have it too. (laughs) You know, romance, self-romance can seem so silly and goofy and pointless. And one of the reasons is because self-romance doesn't contain as much mystery as being romanced by someone else. And yet, when I think about increasing the level of romance in my life, What that really means to me is that that ecstatic experience of being loved through art, 
because that's really what romance is, is it's using simple, sensual pleasures to express an experience of love through beauty. The beauty of words in a love note, the beauty of gestures in a gift, the beauty of touch in a candlelit massage. It is such a feminine art form. And sometimes, if you're like me, self-love can feel so arduous and so laborious and like such a game of the mind. And romance is a way to take that practice of self-love and put the power of that pleasure into your very own hands. And so the first jewel that I want to offer to you around self-romance is to develop your particular romance palette. And so I want you to imagine in this moment, someone other than a lover that you would like to be romanced by. So it might be a really good friend. I have two friends, good friends named Julie, who are masters of romance. That's someone I'd like to be romanced by. Archetypally, I would love to be romanced by my fairy godmother or higher power. That's how I name higher power or God or the universe. And I encourage you to get really specific about how you desire to be romanced. Because romance is typically associated with the classics, right? Like flowers, chocolate. Well, personally, little known fact, I don't really like chocolate. I mean, I kind of like it, but it's never my first choice. And I also have a very complicated relationship with sugar. And I don't like maple syrup sweetened adaptogenic cacao. (laughs) I mean, I'll eat it, but it's not something that I would consider an immersive experience of pleasure for my personal palate. Similarly with flowers, I love flowers, of course I do, but I know about the labor practices that go into farming flowers. And so for me, romance, what that feels like is flowers from a particular florist that I know of that only sources their flowers from local flower farmers or flower farms that have ethical labor labor practices. Like that to me is the ultimate in luxury. Another ultimate in luxury for me is luxury candles. Oh, I mean, there is just nothing that brings me more joy and pleasure than walking into a space and smelling the aroma of a fragrance that has been artisanally crafted. Another way that I imagine my fairy godmother might romance and spoil my particular soul is through beautiful stationery and a gorgeous pen. So these are all parts of my personal romance template. And that is where I would suggest that you start is rather than doing the default prescription of romance, what is your personal flavor of romance and enjoy the exploration and discovery of that? The next jewel is a jewel that has to do with your mind when it comes to romance. And a mantra that I use or an affirmation that I use around self-romance is, this is an act of beautiful 
interdependence. So I notice that in the realm of relationships, there tends to be this binary of total independence or total codependence. And that what so many of us, particularly if you listen to this podcast, are seeking are an experience of interdependence, healthy reliance on others because we are not meant to exist in a vacuum, and also healthy relationship to oneself where you are taking responsibility for the needs that are yours to tend. And in the realm of self-care and self-romance, for a lot of the women that I work with, there is this idea of, I am so tired of steering the ship. And I so get that. I so get that. And it feels like swinging into that realm of hyper-independence, which is, in my experience anyway, an isolated state. And the reason I want to give you permission around interdependence is because this aversion to romancing the self can really take the wind out of your sails and make acts like this feel obligatory. But what if the act of romancing yourself was a way in which to condition and make more supple your romance receptors on the inside? And that the more supple those romance receptors are, the more they can receive and the more that they can give. When I think of my clients who veer towards that hyper-independence state, there is this thick wall of resentment that prevents relationships because there is so much disappointment at the lack of someone else's awareness (laughs) when it comes to romance. And that is a right way to feel and a healthy way to feel to have a deep need to be cherished in your love language of origin. And what I also find is that when I abandon my own self-responsibility around romance, that is just a setup for resentment because nobody is going to love me perfectly when it comes to the way that I like to be loved. And by having that expectation of a person, I actually block out the ability to see the way in which they are skilled at loving and offering their love because my romance receptors are so parched. And so if you find yourself resistant to self-romance, I encourage you to do it as an act, not just for yourself, but for the relationships in your life or for the future relationships in your life. The next jewel, my voice is getting extra husky as we crest 14 minutes into this episode. I hope you're enjoying it. The next jewel is around beauty. So one of my favorite books about beauty is by John O'Donohue, it's called Beauty, the Invisible Embrace. And he describes how beauty is seen as this frivolity, and yet there's a particular line that I can't quite remember in this moment, but it talks about how sometimes dismal and pessimistic and violent and disconnected the world can seem. 
And there's a line in there that said, and yet, are these traits in how we see one another not simply a symptom of how we have forgotten the beautiful? And I am so moved by that book. Every line in that book is underlined, and I have to digest it and chew on it the way I might a giant New York Italian hoagie, (laughs) because it's so thick and so loaded with jewels and gems. So I'll pop a copy or I'll pop a link to that in the show notes. And when it comes to beauty, I have to tell you, I find it a lot more difficult to love myself when I don't feel beautiful. I can feel compassion for myself. I can feel the kind of love that is, okay, girl, I know you're struggling, but hang on, it's going to get better. But when I feel beautiful, and of course I mean more than the beauty of the cosmetic, when I have had a good night's sleep, when I am feeling satisfied with how I'm showing up in the world, when I choose beautiful thoughts about myself, when I eat foods that nourish me in a beautiful way, when I really devote myself to beauty as a lifestyle, I not only think I look more beautiful, but I feel like the essence of beauty is working through me. And the final act of self-romance, there are so many other jewels that I want to offer you. And once again, in Embodied Intelligence, we spend a whole month on this topic of pleasure, sensual living, and creating a love affair with yourself and with your body through the senses. But the final jewel that I want to offer you is the romance of language. When I was first getting to know and appreciate and love my body, one of the things that I did is I wrote a poem to my body called Adoration. And I feel a little bashful to read it because I wrote it a long time ago, but I'm going to close this episode and invite you, if language is one of your favorite ways to express the excitement and mystery of love, I encourage you to write yourself either a love letter or a poem and use your creative gifts as a gift to yourself. And this poem is not just about me, it's about you. And so this is my gift to you on Valentine's week. Adoration. I adore my body. It is so scrumptious and delicious. I just want to gobble it up. I love my legs. They are like the most elegant champagne flutes. I imagine that if they were a food, they would taste like lady fingers drizzled with chocolate and whipped cream. I love my arms. I love the way they taper delicately at the wrist. I love their shape as I hold onto the subway rail. I love the way my muscles flex as I sway side to side. I love my breasts. They are like the ripest plum hanging heavy on the vine, juicy and warmed by the sun. I adore my hips. Their curves, the way I can grab the flesh on the bone, 
They give me a sense of home, like a crisp brown Christmas turkey cooked with butter under the skin. I love my belly. I love the roundness of it. I love the density of it. I love how it stands by me day after day. I love how authentically feminine it is. I love having it massaged in a warm bath with oil underwater. I love how the goddess lives in my belly, my center, my strength. I love my shoulders, my clavicle, and my decollete. My clavicle is like an Olympic ice skater, graceful, elegant, a perfect 10. My decollete, smooth like the frosting on top of a birthday cake. My shoulders, like the pillars in the Sistine Chapel, holding everything together with strength, grace, and beauty. I love my tresses, like warm amber honey, smooth, lustrous, sensuous, perfect on their own, but also the perfect complement to my gorgeous face. I love my face, my eyes, like looking down an endless beach, my lips like perfect velvet pillows you just want to sink into, my skin like the creamy froth on top of a cappuccino. I love being a woman. I love being me. In the words of Doris Day, I enjoy being a girl. Thank you so much for listening once again. If this frequency of romance and everyday sensuality is something that you wish to bathe yourself in and receive all the juicy bonuses in the process. Head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash coaching. That bonus is only available for this week, and I will see you in the next episode. <laughs>